Welcome back, my fellow creatives, to day 12 of the 12 days of Blondie's books here on Story Cuppings, where my daughter has been joining me, sharing all sorts of books she has loved. She really wanted me to read, and I hadn't gotten around to reading yet because I'm terrible. And it's like, well, okay, let's just, let's just share them with everyone. Why not? Because... I know for those of you who love to create, who love to tell stories, I bet there's a little one in your life somewhere who loves storytelling too. So perhaps one of these books Blondie has loved would also be loved by the little one in your life. So Blondie, we are here on our last day. What are we looking at? Wizards of Once. Isn't that by Cressida Cowell? Yes. Didn't we start with her? Yes. Oh. Well, we've come full circle, haven't we? Yes. Do you need a drink of water before you start reading, though? Go get a drink. Go get a drink of water. So while my daughter goes and gets a drink of water, um, let me just thank you all once again for stopping by, for listening, for hopefully enjoying what we've been doing. Uh, I'm excited to see what 2022 brings. I have some ideas for some different themes we can mess around with here on the podcast and hopefully get my keister in gear with some writing of my own as well. Yes. Okay, did you actually have a drink of water? You didn't just throw a bunch of water on your face? No. All right. Okay, so why did you pick... Wizards of Once. Well, because it's by Cressida Cowell again, and I really liked it. That's it. Well, and there's dragons in there too. Okay. All right. Well, there had to be. And there's magic, and there's giant. I'll let you know when late when we come to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As long as there was more than one reason. Um. No, I know your dad, he has his favorite authors, so he just kind of gets everything they do. I am more nitpicky. So, well, you know, some of us are. It's okay. Uh, so, all right. Well, then let's hear about chapter one from Wizards of Once by Cressida Cowell. Where's chapter one? Oh, did she illustrate these two, or is this a different yeah, illustration? she illustrated them. Ooh, neat. Sorry, the drawings in here are really cool. So again, for those who, you know, who have young readers that do not want, I don't want books with pictures in them, man. For pictures without pictures. What? You said you didn't want books with pictures. Oh. <laughs> English, mom. Oh my goodness, I did say that. Okay, so if you have kids like like Biff and Bash who who refuse to read things without pictures in them. There. Was that correct? Thank you. Okay, I got a nod of assent. Um, then Cressida Cowell books are also a great choice because she has wonderful doodles and illustrations interspersed with the text that can really engage a young reader. So it's awesome. All right, let's hear chapter one of Wizards of Once. Yes. Chapter one, A Trap to Catch a Witch. It was a warm night for November, too warm a night for witches, or so the story said. 
Witches were supposed to be extinct, of course, but Zar had heard about the had heard about the way they stank, and he imagined he could smell that now, in the quietness of the dark forest, a faint but definite stink of burning hair mixed with long dead mice and a kick of viper's venom, once smelled, never forgotten. <coughs> Zar was a wild young human boy who belonged to the wizard tribe. He was riding on the back of a giant snow cat in the part of the in a part of the forest so dark and mangled and tangled that it was known as the Badwoods. He should not have been there, for the Badwoods were warrior territory, and if the warriors were to catch him, well, that, what everyone said was that Zar would be killed on sight. Off with his head! As was the pleasant warrior custom. Okay, pause there really quick, because um, we're not even a full page yet, but I appreciate... Um, Go get another drink of water. <sighs> you know, you think the kid would be prepared for that by now. Okay, anyway. Um, what I like is the little bits of world building through word choice and format, of all things. <clears throat> now I'm starting. Sorry. So, for example, the fact that Zar was a wild, young human boy. So what? What a curious. We we don't really s describe people like that. Well, maybe people would describe your brothers like that, Blondie. But um, but we have here since a wild young. That that I mean that means this is that implies a lack of civilization. I mean, I I think we'll. I'm going to assume we're going to learn that there is a sense of order to their culture and society and stuff, right? Just a little bit. Okay. But, I mean, it's not civilized in the way we would consider, you know, restrained, mannered, well-mannered, well, supposedly well-mannered civilization. It's one step from anarchy. Oh, my. I didn't bother turning off my phone sound. That's on me. Okay. So, we have this... Um, sense of almost like a feral child with a cat riding a wild cat oh i'm sorry it's a lynx my bad okay giant snow cat okay so the fact that there's a giant snow cat that immediately gets us in a sense too of the world plus i love just the the first two sentences and i gotta make sure my daughter gets back to reading here but i'm pulling apart so many things the first two sentences in and of themselves give a bit of world building. Witches is capitalized. Well, the W of the witches. Just as wizard tribe, wizard is capitalized. And warrior territory, warrior is capitalized. So groups of people, in a way, would you get another drink of water? Ah! <sighs> Goodness. Honestly, she's fine. I'm going to blame the fact that she scarfed her breakfast while playing video games. And something didn't swallow right. Okay. So you have a sense of the groups of people are not uh, separated by countries so much, but as types or, or skills, which means people really aren't blending for their skills. They're being separated for their skills. And that can cause some unique uh, issues conflict. and conflict. Yes. Uh, thank you, kiddo. So 
we also have the fact that Zar, being this wild young human boy, is going into an area that he is not supposed to go into. And uh, yet there he goes because he can smell something that is supposed to be extinct, according to the second sentence. Witches were supposed to be extinct, of course. And I find that fascinating because here warrior wizards are apparently around and warriors are around but why not witches which makes me kind of wonder well does that mean all chicks are gone what's going on here and we don't know the fact they smell is also interesting and blondie is laughing at me i'm assuming i said something hilarious because she knows the story and i do not okay thank you miss smug look no i'm wait i got one more thing to say i got one more thing to say I, I just, I, again, I love the temperament of the narrator as well. You know, off with his head, as was the pleasant warrior costume. custom. So death is kind of a normal thing. It's just a humdrum bit of life here. And um, that, all again, establishes the value of human life for our young readers in the story. They quickly realize, oh, you know, it's pretty easy to die out here. And not all young readers are necessarily prepared for that so it's good they hear it early on okay i'm done with my commentary here we go blondie's ready to jump back in but czar was did not look even remotely worried he was in a cheer he was a cheerful scruff of a boy with a tremendous quiff of hair shooting upward from his forehead as if, as if he had accidentally come into contact with some invisible vert vertical hurricane the snowcat was riding he was riding was called King Cat, a noble creature who is in the giant, who is a giant form of lynx, far too dignified for his cheeky master. King Cat had shining paws so round they look unreal, fur so deep it was like powdered snow, and such a rich silver gray color that it was almost blue. <clears throat> the snow cat ran swiftly but softly through the forest, his black tip ears swiveling from side to side as he ran, for he was scared, almost too proud to show it. Only that very morning, Zar's father, Incanzo the Enchanter, King of Wizards, had reminded everyone that he, that it was forbidden for any wizard to dare set one toe in the badwoods. But Zar was the most disobedient boy in the wizard kingdom in about four generations, and forbidding things only encouraged him. In the past week, Zar had tied the beards of two of the eldest and most respectable wizards together when they were sleeping at a banquet. He had poured a love potion into the pig's feeding trough, so the pigs developed mad, passionate crushes on Zar's least favorite teacher and followed him around wherever he went, making loud, enthusiastic squealing and kissing noises. He had accidentally burned down the western trees in the wizard camp. Most of these things hadn't been entirely intentional, exactly. Zar had just gotten carried away in the heat of the moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I have to tell you to get another drink of water, then I'm going to take over reading. So, really quick, go guzzle some water. Okay. So, we have here, again, we have our mischief maker, as I like to call it, um, so who clearly knows his stuff. Like, the fact he knew how to utilize a potion. It's not like he's ignorant of his of skills in the kingdom. And um, he's also the prince... Kind of been done a bit but i'm oh yeah just take my okay fine. uh 
which on the one hand it's like oh okay we have our we have our mischief maker and royalty but it would also explain why he has the kicking uh king cat as he does and does the fact that czar is the prince play into the story at all blondie sometimes yes okay so i'll give it this it's not like it's a pivotal element um because we've gotten we've gotten quite a bit of that in other stories of the unruly royalty so that that makes me a little antsy but i am seeing so much of what else this kid does that it's good to know the royalty angle is not of high priority in this story okay i know you're keen to get back into reading here all right blondie's back at it with water at her side finally <laughs> and yet none of these disobedient things was half as bad as what czar was doing right now there's a large black raven flying above czar's head this is a very bad idea indeed czar said the raven. The talking raven was called Caliburn, and he would have been a handsome bird, but unfortunately it was his job to keep Czar out of trouble, and the worry of this impossible mission meant his feathers kept falling out. It isn't really fair to leave your animals and sprites and, a young, w and young fellow wizards into all this danger. As the son of, king of the King Enchanter, and a boy with a great deal of personal charisma, Czar had a lot of followers. A pack of five wolves, three snowcats, a bear, eight sprites, an enormous giant called Crusher, and a small crowd of other wizard youngsters, all following Zara as if hypnotized, all shivered and scared and pretending not to be. Okay, so uh, I will just pause this very, very briefly. So this also then, now I start to get a bit about him being a prince, because that means it you can have a story with conflict where he is leading people into trouble which wouldn't nece wasn't necessarily the case with hiccup who was a, in a like, way a prince because he was the son of the chief but he was like the total opposite yes he was the here, say it again. he was like the total opposite yeah so he here i'll let you explain so what made hiccup the opposite of czar it was more of like an odd one out, and like he doesn't really have any friends, but here Zara has a lot of followers, and Hiccup didn't really get himself into trouble and was a little smarter and thought things through instead of Zara, because he's more of a do things, think later. Okay, no, I like I like that comparison. So we're getting a nice change up of character, even though they're in the same class, you could say, you know, being son of leader son of royalty uh they are still very different characters in these series so that's cool that isn't i i appreciate that all right did you get your water okay all right back at it blondie hmm. oh you worry too much caliburn said czar pulling king cat to a halt and jumping off his back look at this lovely pretty little glade here you see perfectly safe and exactly the same as the rest of the forest Zara looked with breezy satisfaction, as if they had stopped in a delightful woodland dell filled with frolicking bunnies and baby deer, rather than a cold, eerie little clearing, clearing where the ewes leaned in threaten threateningly and the mistletoe dripped like warlock's tears. The other wizards drew their swords, and the growling snowcats fur stood up with fear to such an extent that they looked like furry puffballs. This the wolves padded restlessly, trying to form a protective circle around their humans. Only the smaller sprites shared Zar's enthusiasm, but that was because they were too young to know any better. 
I don't know if you have ever seen a sprite, so I'd better describe these ones to you. <coughs> there are five larger sprites, all faintly resembling a human crossed with a fierce, elegant insect. When irritated or bored, which was often, they blinked on and off like stars, and purple smoke drifted out of their ears. They were so see-through you could watch their hearts beating. Then there were the three smaller, younger ones, who, because they were not yet adult, they were known as hairy fairies. Zar's favorite was an eager, slightly stupid little thing called Squeeze Juice. Oh, it's lovely! It's lovely! Squeeze, so, uh, that, that, that. Squeak, squeeze Juice. It's the tremendously loveliest thing clearing I've, I've ever seen. What's this fascin fast interesting flower? Let me guess. It's a buttercup. It's a daisy. It's a gerangulum. It's a cauliflower. Hang on. Is the text actually smaller to reflect that it's a tiny little guy talking? Yes. Oh, I like that. That's a nice little touch. Drink your water. Bye. Um, no, and, and again, we're getting a nice little bit of world building in the action um, by the descriptions of these other creatures, which helps us better. And, and, and again, the illustrations are glorious. Um, but it's these descriptions that help add to the fantastical realm we are in here without completely slowing the action down. Because those details, Blondie read just now, we're, we're just over a couple of paragraphs. Nothing to, not enough to slow the pacing to a halt. Unlike my interruptions with this narration, sorry. <laughs> okay. He flew into the upper branches of a particularly gloomy and sinister tree and perched on the edge of one of its fleshy flowers, which had ominous spikes on the end of its leaves, and was in fact called a sprite-eating hobtrap. The flower snapped shut with the brisk briskness of a mousetrap, capturing poor little squeeze juice inside. <clears throat> Caliber landed on Zara's shoulder and gave him a heavy sigh. I don't like to say I told you so, said Caliburn, but we've only been in this perfectly safe little clearing in the Badwoods for one and a half minutes and you've already lost one of your followers to a carnivorous flower. Nonsense, scolded Zar good-naturedly. Good I haven't lost him. That's the whole point about being a leader. Whenever my followers get into trouble, I rescue them because that's what a leader does. Zara climbed the tree, and 200 feet up, swaying precariously on a couple of creaking twig-like boughs, he took out his dagger and popped open the sprite-eating hob truck to release a panting little squeeze juice in the nick of time. I's fine, squeeze, squeaked squeeze juice. I's fine. I can't feel my left leg, but I's fine. <laughs> Don't worry, squeeze juice. That's all. <clears throat> That's just the hob traps to digestive juices. The feeling will return in a couple of hours. Zara called out as he dropped down from the tree. You see, I'm a great leader. Stick with me and you'll be fine. The wizard youngsters looked very thoughtful indeed. At that moment, Zara's older brother, Luder, came out of the shadows behind them, sitting astride a great gray wolf and followed by even more sprites and animals and young wizard followers than Zara himself. Zara stiffened because he hated his older brother, Luder. Luder was a lot bigger than Zara. He was nearly as tall as their father. He was brilliant at magic, and he was good-looking and clever, and by my goodness, didn't he know it. He was the smuggest smug wizard you could possibly imagine, and he often snitched on Zara to get Zara in trouble. What are you doing here, looter? stormed Zara suspiciously. Oh, I just followed you to see what unbelievably stupid and pointless thing my little baby brother was doing this time, drawled looter. Great leaders like me don't do pointless expeditions! 
perfumes are. We're here for a reason. It's none of your business, but... Zar considered telling Looter some elaborate lie about what he was doing, but he couldn't resist showing off. We're going to catch ourselves a witch, boasted Zar proudly. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. This was the first time that Zar had mentioned to his followers the purpose of their expedition, and it was very unwelcome in news indeed. A witch. Okay, because <laughs> we're, we're out of time. But I love the narrator. This narrator is great because the oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. That's the narrator. That's not the characters. That's not anybody's thought bubble. That's the narrator. <laughs> so I love when a narrator gets to have some personality. And while we haven't had a chance to look at the witch yet, and, and do they find a way to Blondie's just smiling very smugly at me. Okay, but what I love here is Witcher no. I mean, because already that's a conflict with Zar because he's going against the rules his father has set for everyone in that kingdom going into the Badwoods. So he's already going where he shouldn't. That's already a conflict. This kid doesn't listen. But now we also have a big brother. And brother conflict... No, I won't say brother conflict. Older sibling conflict, older sibling and younger sibling is something a lot of young readers can understand and relate to. Because a lot of them have older siblings. You're technically your brother's older sibling. Mm -hmm. Is this the situation for you guys? Mm. <laughs> Are you the one that's telling on them? Are you the one that's following no. them around? I'm just saying, you got all, yeah, that's how it is, and you're the older sibling. <laughs> and in the situation here, we have the older sibling is, you know, Mr. Perfection, at least in the eyes of everyone in the kingdom, except for Zar. And Zar can, is, sounds kind of jealous, wouldn't you say, Blondie? Yes. What? What? I don't know why, but I'm not going to tell anybody. Okay, well. No, you don't have to say. You don't have to say. If it comes up, it comes up. But we can already get a sense of that jealousy because Zar sees that his big brother is so good at magic and he's got way more followers and he's always great and everybody likes to listen to him. And that's a big reason kids get jealous of their older siblings. Or vice versa, if the younger sibling is perfection and the golden child. And it happens, kiddo. It happens. And so that's, again, a conflict. No matter how fantastical the world is, whether it's kids riding snow cats for a wizard tribe or kids just trying to handle their math homework at school while they're big brother or sister gets all the A's and all the rewards and gets to go on all the trips. Kids understand that kind of conflict. They understand that kind of jealousy. And it can help them work through those tough feelings and tough family conflicts when they see characters in fiction work through those feelings and work through those conflicts. It's a really important lesson. It's a very important theme. And it's great to see that a very real life lesson can be learned here in a book of such a fantastical adventure.
And that's part of what makes reading not just magical, but miraculous. So my dearest daughter, would you like to try and share more books sometime here? Definitely. I really want to read more of this. I know you love the whole series. Are you going to reread it during your winter break? Maybe. I want to share the entire series. <laughs> well, maybe we could do a sequels thing sometime. That would be interesting to see if books, if like book two or the last book was as awesome as the first book. We could try that sometime. I know a couple. <laughs> I bet you do. But we need to wrap this up because this is already getting late. So. Well, it's, a full, it's the last episode. We can um, go long. <laughs> no, we can't because I still got to teach. So. Eh, teach speech. Hey. <laughs> All right. So, do you recommend Wizards of Wands? Most definitely. Okay. So, thank you all so much for going on this little December adventure with my daughter and I. Um. We hope you enjoyed the books we shared, and we hope the young reader in your life enjoys them too. Yes. So, any last wishes to share, Blondie? Read this book. <laughs> so until next time, read on, share on, and write on, my friends. Cheers.